0: Hi, this is Joel Clellan, the CEO of Centric. And if you want to learn the six and seven figure science to success, significantly increase your revenue and learn how to successfully build professional relationships, you should be listening to the Sell Without Selling podcast with my good friend, Stacey O'Burn.
2: Today, I'm speaking with a really good friend of mine, Joel Cleland. Joel serves as Centrix Chief Executive Officer with over 20 years of diverse career experience. Joel brings an impressive track record of leadership in various industries and capacities, including finance, education, and the nonprofit philanthropic sector. Prior to joining the Centric team, Joel built and led a successful sales, marketing, and distribution agency at World Financial Group. He additionally serves as the board chair for Project Boone, a nonprofit based in Southern California. Joel initially discovered Centric as an independent investor, introducing a unique perspective to the executive team. Joel emphasizes investor education and engagement, strategic partnerships and market cap growth as key components to expedite protocol senses. I am so excited for you to hear today's conversation with Joel. He's bright, he's brilliant. He's definitely ran the gamut through the journey of entrepreneurism with the highs and the lows. It's something him and I really can relate to. This is going to be a phenomenal conversation. Really dig in and get ready for it. And really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you have wanted or needed, or... If you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or you just want more, and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income, and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a personal phone call with me to see if we're a great fit for each other. Okay, let's do this. Joel, welcome to the
0: show. Thank you. Glad to be here. You know, with your
2: busy schedule, because I know that you, you are CEO of an international company, I'm blessed that you've carved out time for our listeners because your story is absolutely incredible. I mean, I, I've, I've known you for a short period of time and to see the zero to hero to zero, right back to hero, you know, <laughs> the rebound, Yep. because it's the resilience that entrepreneurs need. And so many give up right before they get there, right? Definitely. So I really want our listeners to get to know you because let's face it, in today's environment, Success is, albeit simple, it can still be daunting if you don't have that drive, that tenacity, that stickability. And Lord knows you've got stickability, right? (laughs) So why don't you share with our listeners uh, your journey so that they know what it looks like to really really start, want to give up, dig in, and still create what you've wanted.
0: For sure. I think it starts with the word yes. Mm. Make your yes, your yes, and your no, your no. Be able to say no to the the wrong things and be able to say yes with all your vigor for the right things. Mm. Since I was in sixth grade, I've been saying yes to the better version of myself.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And a lot of times people think, well, what did you know in sixth grade? I said, I didn't know anything. (laughs) But I knew knew a gentleman named Mr. Phelps, and he got me thinking. Mm. And so I've, I've always tried to surround myself with people that have a, I guess, a bigger mindset than I do. Mm -hmm. And I I'm willing to learn. I think, I think people who are the most successful in whatever venture they're in, whatever sector they're in, they tend to be open to learning new things because we can't, we can't know everything. It's virtually impossible and we can't be an expert in everything, but I think what happens is that confidence just kind of pours out of us when, when we are animated about certain things, things we, Hey, I know I can do this well. I know I understand this. I can share this with others. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I've found in business and in life is that that confidence gets people thinking that I know everything, which is not the case, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but Mm -hmm. they want me to be their lawyer and their doctor and their priest and what I, what I always try to do in those situations, I say, I'm, I'm glad that you trust me like that. But I want to introduce you to somebody I trust that mm-hmm. is an expert in that.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: I, I think, again, that, that, that gets to having the balance between yes and no, like, yes, I want to be the best version of myself, but no, I can't be everything to everybody.
2: I love that. So you said saying yes to the right things and no to the wrong things. Are there other things that you say yes to other than and other things that you say no to other than what's in your wheelhouse and what isn't?
0: I would say that's the case. I I was uh, I met up with one of my nieces over the weekend, and she she just bought her first house. So congratulations mm-hmm. to her. She's mm-hmm. 22, I think. Wow. And uh, she got a house that already had solar on it, and the solar was paid off. So she does. She's not taking on that expense. Mm-hmm. But she had some questions about solar and the way things work with the energy department, utility side, and all of that. And I'm like. That's not my wheelhouse, mm-hmm. but she trusts me. And so I just gave it at once. Or my first thing was I texted her. I said, have you contacted support crickets? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I met up with her and I said, have you contacted support? She's like, no, I'm going to do that on Monday. I said, good. You need to talk with them. Don't talk with me.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think what, what I provided to my niece was just some time for her to kind of unpack the documents that she got. -hmm. Because that's one thing I do really well is read paper. (laughs) I've been reading lots of paper for many, many years. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of times people think, oh, Joel, you're a lawyer. I said, absolutely not. Sometimes I dress like one, but I'm not a lawyer. But I read and I reread for context. Mm -hmm. And and the one thing that I think I provided my niece, I think I do this pretty well, is I, I can help people with the things that I'm not an expert in because I'm not emotionally attached. To their world.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's key. Like yeah. we can't be emotionally attached to everybody's world that we're serving because mm-hmm. if we are, we can't serve them. I was on a plane over the weekend. I had my 10 year old on the plane with me. And if something were to happen, I put on my oxygen mask first before yeah. I help him. Yeah. And, and I, th- I think, I think the business world is exactly the same way, whether it's the for-profit or the nonprofit side. Yeah,
3: Like Absolutely.
2: we can't,
0: we can't be of service to people if we're concerned about everything mm-hmm. that they're concerned about.
2: So what got you into the, into the realm of entrepreneurism?
0: I think I've always kind of had like a propensity, if that's a good word to use for it. <laughs> it's got mm-hmm. a negative context, but you know, I was pushing a lawnmower around in my old mm-hmm. neighborhood when I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, a young man who lived behind me. He, he lived on the street behind us. He was struggling with mathematics. And his parents asked me if I could help him. And I, I said, sure. And and I didn't start a business around that, but I was getting compensated. Hmm. I, I think I, I have a, a knack for finding value in the marketplace and then getting compensated for it. Okay. I'm not I'm not I'm not over and above being paid for service, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. So but I'm not always looking for it. That's the thing. Okay. I'm just open to it.
2: Have you always migrated
0: to the financial world? Um, I've migrated to worlds that have money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily the financial world. Okay. I, I, I knew that, that I would need money to live the life I wanted to live. And so I thought by doing that, I would go to college and get a degree. As most of us know, that's not always uh, going to equal money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it definitely put me in circles with other people that kind of have the same mindset. And Got so educated people, but then, you know, I, I mixed with people in business. I had ver, a variety of businesses, including a mobile disc jockey business that was pretty successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, what, what's most interesting to me is just understanding how things work, even money, because most people don't understand how money works. They don't. And they don't don't even understand what money is. They (laughs) just, they just know, Hey, I've got this piece of plastic. I go to the grocery store and it works, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. but they don't really understand how money works. And they understand when it doesn't work.
2: Absolutely. And it's really important for people to really study money and wealth and and really understand the the flow of it, because how can you ever keep something that you don't understand or have a relationship with? Mm -hmm. So, so let's, let's, I I, want to build a bridge and jump over a few things since you brought it up, let's talk about money. Okay. And then, and then I want to go back. So you had said, most people don't understand it, you know, very seldom do people understand fractional lending and everything like that, and you know all of this. Uh, we we just continue to build a a skyscraper on sand with with this concept of I'll say in air quotes money, right? And and I'm not just talking about individuals or business owners or self employed. I'm talking about nations and mm-hmm. governments, right? right. So why don't you dive into just a Reader's Digest condensed version of money and then we'll hop back in. How's that?
0: Sure. So if we look at money historically, people were trading shells for hundreds of years because Mm -hmm. they thought shells were precious. Mm -hmm. They and I think that's that's what determines what money is, is, is where are we placing the value? And so. I think we moved from, from shells to various types of commodities. People were trading silk. They were trading grain, things of that nature. I've mean, really been in conversations. In yeah. Well, and gold is still seen as, as a store of value, but we don't transact in it. No, no. we don't transact. in. It. I mean, I don't go to the grocery store. I have a piece of plastic or I have some paper in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't transact in gold or even silver and both are considered precious, mm-hmm. but for thousands of years, mm-hmm they have been a store of value. And I I think, I think wherever we place the value, that's, that's what we're calling money. I mean, it could be a bucket of bananas or a goat or a cow or something like that. But the thing is, is like, why don't we transact in beef? (laughs) Because it goes bad. We can't keep it. We can't keep it good. Mm -hmm. Same thing with gold. Same thing with bananas. Bananas go bad. Mm -hmm. The reason gold isn't a good transactional medium of exchange is because it's clunky. Right. It's heavy. So we move to paper. But I, I think at the end of the day, we can call anything money if people are willing to accept it. Yeah. That's that's the key. And right now, what's accepted globally is paper. Yeah. That's backed by a government. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Now you're in this. In this world, where where few understand, and we you know we'll just call it crypto, right? <laughs> so so people you know some people look at at crypto as as the next dot com, some people look at crypto as the next dot bomb, some people look at it as good, some people look at it as evil. So let's just get crypto out right now and. Sure. And and share with us the, the the purpose of the crypto world because mm-hmm. you're in a you you're a CEO for a very large crypto company.
0: Correct. So the one place I would probably start is just what is it? And and how did I see crypto when I started becoming an investor a couple of years ago? I saw what I thought was the future of money. Mm-hmm. And being in the financial industry, I wanted to be a part of that future money because I'm thinking to myself, it might not be worth a lot now, but in five or 10 years, it's going to be fully integrated and adopted around the world. And mm-hmm. we're already seeing countries like El Salvador saying, oh, yeah, you can pay your taxes in Bitcoin. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that. but that's that's not uncommon. I mean, the city of Miami has said you can pay your fees, your city fees in Bitcoin.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's just one of many cryptocurrencies that are out there.
3: Mm-hmm. But
0: I, I, I think if, go, if more governments start calling crypto money, then people will say, okay, I trust that money because I trust the government. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And, and I think that that's really what it's going to come down to. Because right now in the private sector, there are lots of companies that are accepting crypto as money.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: This, mm-hmm. These digital assets yeah. Did you know there's a there's a uh, chamber of digital commerce? I did didn't you know that? Know
2: that. I didn't know.
0: <laughs> I sat down with them earlier this week because we're thinking about joining the chamber.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And it, w- it was fascinating to me because I thought to myself, is there a chamber for digital assets? And I just did some research and sure enough. Wow. There it crazy. is. They're camped out in Washington, DC, just like a lot of other organizations. Yeah. yeah. That's but, but I, I think it's interesting. I th- I think if if countries and more municipalities start accepting crypto as money mm-hmm. and the people will follow. Yeah. CZ uh, CZ, who started Binance, which is the largest exchange in the world. He tweeted this out a couple of weeks ago, something to the effect of only about 2% of the world is using crypto or is in crypto. And so what he did is he, he flipped it, which is what I like to do. He's like, he saw it as opportunity. That means 98% of the, of the world needs to be educated. So something like that. Like, we yep. need to do a better job teaching. I mean, I will be breaking things down and trying to make things as simple as possible when I'm doing group presentations about crypto. And I will have the smartest person in the room come up to me and say, Joel, that was great. I only understood about 13% of what you said. <laughs> and right. so I know, I know we need to get better at the education piece. Yeah. And, you know, obviously that's, that's a core part of who I am. I come from the education and finance worlds. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to translate for for people at Centric is this is how it works. This is what it is. Mm -hmm. This is how you can use it today. This is what we see it being in the future.
2: Mm -hmm. Nice. So answering questions. That's important. That's mm-hmm. important for any salesperson is, is to be an expert in your field, to be able to answer the questions to educate people because you're really not a salesperson. You're an educator, right?
0: Yep. Exactly. So
2: let's, let's jump back over to the bridge. Let's talk about the uh, journey of being an entrepreneur. You know uh, I, I, I say this on, on almost every interview people you know people see the zero to hero people see the outhouse to penthouse they never see the 10 15 20 30 years in between right mm-hmm. all they see are are the big watches the fancy cars and and then they don't understand why they don't right mm-hmm. so so let let's talk about your journey how's your journey been in entrepreneurism
0: well it's it's been I'll, I'll say it's been full of serendipity. <laughs> I, was, I was in a group the other day and a gentleman who ran the group, uh, he said, how did you find us? I said, well, I think it was serendipity. And he started laughing mm. because I didn't get invited to that group by a member of their group. I got mm-hmm. inv- invited to their group by someone who knew a member of their group. Oh, wow. But they were very accepting, very welcoming. But, but I, th- I think in that context, I was among family, if you will.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I see the entrepreneurship community as like an extended family
3: mm-hmm.
0: because we're all kind of a little different. We, we can't just ride a desk for 40 years and then drop off the other side and retire. We just yep. can't. No, it, it doesn't work. Even when I was in college, I had to have side hustles.
3: Mm-hmm. I had
0: to have things that I was doing, whether it was live music, cover band, getting paid, you know, music at churches, you know, providing service as a piano player, guitar player, something like that. Mm -hmm. I had to be doing something where I was not just supplementing my income, but feeling like I was making a difference.
3: Mm.
0: And I think that's something that has always driven me as an entrepreneur is it's exciting. Mm
3: -hmm. It's exciting
0: to not know if you're going to, you know, have enough money for the bills. (laughs) Or or eat. (laughs) Yeah, or eat. Yeah. So so I mean, it it change it changes the energy and and creates a sense of urgency. I I think that's something that entrepreneurs have in themselves is that sense of urgency. Mm. And and I would say that that translates to every other area of our lives. Fitness, you know, as you know, I I lost about forty pounds this last year. Yep. Because I chose to.
2: Yep.
0: For health reasons, for a variety of other reasons. But isn't it interesting? that this opportunity at the new company opened up after I had lost the weight Mm -hmm. after I had done the work. Like I I didn't, I didn't change anything else that I was doing. I was still networking. I was still Mm -hmm. making phone calls. I was still Mm -hmm. connecting with people regularly, but I changed a few things. It's like, Mm -hmm. anytime you want to level up, anytime you want more success, just tweak something that you're doing. That's right. Yeah.
2: I mean, reality is when we change how we show up, things show up differently will we change how we communicate things, communicate differently?
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: it just all has to do with, with our focus. I'm a huge believer that we create as we speak and we create as we think. And, you know, there have been statistics that have shown how you do some things, how you do everything and how you do the little things is how you do the big things. So how you're going to take care of yourself is how you're going to take care of others. Mm-hmm. How you really focus on on self-improvement is how you're really gonna focus on improving someone else's self. And right. I mean, I can go on and on. And I remember, and and, and this is gonna sound really crude. And, and that's the furthest from my intention. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who's who's a really big coach and really well-known. So I will keep his name private. And, you know, he just, he turned around and he goes, you know, stay success isn't fat. And, and I sat there and I went, whoa. And then when you really look back and look at, you know, the, the greatest out there, most of them, most, most of them are, are very fit and healthy. You know, now there's some that have very public str- uh, struggles like Oprah. Right. Right. And and she's ridden that roller coaster, which is which is a beautiful metaphor and representation of the journey of success. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And and, you know, when he said that, it really made me sit back and and look, that's the epitome of how we do some things is how we do everything. Mm -hmm. So has has your journey as an entrepreneur always been easy?
0: Oh, absolutely not you know there's self doubt self doubt mm-hmm. there's am, am I is this the right business should i even be here
3: mm-hmm.
0: am i this guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i mean there 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 have been elements of that along the way and and it's interesting cuz i especially in recent years stacy in recent years i've always caught myself when i've been in that mindset that negative mindset and i've been like what else are you going to be doing right are you going to be that guy who takes that straight job, who takes, and granted, I mean, technically it's a straight job. I'm right. Mm-hmm. I'm in the C-suite, Right. <laughs> but, right. but it's, it's a little different. It's a little mm-hmm. different. We're in emerging space, but at the end of the day, am I going to just go do X
3: mm-hmm.
0: or do I want to get out there and hustle? Do I want to get out there and, and really try to make an impact? Mm-hmm others. Cause I, I think that's part of being an entrepreneur too, is that you want to make, you want to plant your flag. You want to make your impact on the world. Agreed. That's, that's Agreed. huge for me.
2: Agreed. How, how has failure been instrumental
0: to your success? It's helped with resets. Explain. I want, I want to share two failures if that's okay with you. Absolutely. Okay. And both were in uh, one of my former businesses, um, financial industry.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And this was before I was with, uh, with the company I, I was most recently with. Mm-hmm. Um, I was new in the business, hungry. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I, I think what happens when we're hungry and, and, and feel that uh, almost like you're pushed up against a wall, mm-hmm. sometimes you're more reactive rather than proactive. Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and I was at a death claim in the insurance industry and, and it takes a special person to do death claims. And, and when I, when I should have had child gloves on, I had like a baseball glove on, like I was ready to catch some, catch some wins. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, I really messed up there. Because instead of really being there for this widow, I was there not just to help with that, but also say, hey, you know what, I think you need some long term care insurance. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And thankfully, her son, who's an attorney, by the way, (laughs) was very kind and charitable to me, Mm -hmm. because that could have gone a totally different way. That was at the beginning of my insurance career. Oh, wow. Like like a decade and a half plus ago. Mm -hmm. And, And he was very kind to me. He said, you know, my mom needs child gloves during this process Mm -hmm. you didn't do anything wrong but your timing was probably poor and -hmm. i said you're right it was (laughs) but the thing was i never made that mistake again and i was actually a little bit tentative in my in my approach for probably a couple of years after that
3: Mm. and
0: what i did uh when it came to death claims specifically like because no matter where you're at in the process, if you are good at what you do, you're going to see things that are out of place and things that need fixing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was doing a claim and the lady stopped me. The widow stopped me. And she said, Joel, can I buy more life insurance today? And I was like, well, yeah, <laughs> you, can. <laughs> you can, I, uh, you want to, are you sure you don't want to schedule this for another time when you're not emotional and grieving and all of this? No, I'd like to get some more now. And mm-hmm. so I was able to close business at a death claim and it totally changed my mindset and it changed my words from, okay, goodbye. Um, my condolences to, is there anything else I can do for you today? Is there anything else I can do to serve you now Mm -hmm. in this moment? Is it just going to be a hug and I'm off on on my way? Or are there some things that you need help with that maybe I can provide the solutions to? Mm -hmm. I think what happens a lot of times um, for us in business world is we're moving so quickly. There's so many things that we're responsible for. There's so many things that we need to do that sometimes we forget everything else that we can do to serve.
2: Yeah. The human element.
0: Correct. And so that was one, that was one failure that taught me how to be better. Mm -hmm. The second one was um, in the last few years, actually, I had a client complain about me to the state, to the regulators. I'd never had that in my career ever. Mm -hmm. And the insurance company sided with me, the state sided with me, but I still felt horrible. And it was a, it was a horrible process months and months and months of paperwork. Mm-hmm. I, I'm good at paper. I don't, I don't mind. So that's why people trust me when they get paper, they don't understand. They come to Joel, I read <laughs> it and I, I make sense of it for them, <laughs> send them on their way. But I think what it was is uh, in that moment, it wasn't really a failure in business. It was a failure up here for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, is there something I could have done to not be working with that client? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, that's really what it came down to for me. And, and I, because I do care, I started second guessing myself again. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, did I do anything wrong? Did I promise anything incorrectly or inappropriately? Because in the money world, you got to be so careful what you say and tell people. Yeah, you do. Because if you share something with them, it's got to be accurate. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And it's got to be on point. And even when you do everything correctly, you can still end up in a situation like that. You still can.
2: You know, it's funny because you just brought up the, um, I'll call it the nightmare client, right? Mm. Um, Sometimes salespeople ignore that gut feeling that, you know, that this, isn't, this isn't the right perspective client for me. Mm-hmm. And, right. and, and they move forward with it for, for whatever reason, the hunger, mm-hmm. the, the desperation, the need, whatever, Correct.
0: right? Whatever it is.
2: Yeah. And, and ultimately, ultimately, when, when you as a salesperson ignore that sense, it's inevitable. It, mm-hmm. it, that, that that outcome, that non favorable outcome is is potentially going to be there.
0: Right. The probability is higher. And it's interesting you bring that up because uh, one of my mentors in the industry, he has that gift that you're describing mm-hmm. in spades. Oh, wow. And 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 he basically explained to me, hey, Joel, in this situation, um, you got to you got to trust that. That inner voice.
3: Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what?
0: This isn't the best fit. You know, maybe, maybe you need to work with someone else. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a different company, maybe something like that. And I, I, think, I think that's helpful. And I think that's also the no that we were talking about earlier, where it's like, okay, you know what? I don't have to work with everybody.
2: Yeah no and it's important that we don't Mm -hmm. and and which is why when you brought up the it's important to say yes and it's important to say no that's why i had asked what i had asked right because sometimes most times salespeople are afraid to say no you Mm. know whether they're business owners or entrepreneurs or self-employed or sales or, or independent sales professionals they, they think they have to say yes to everything and everybody. And reality mm-hmm. is sometimes knows better. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, it's
0: true. And I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. It could be somebody, you know, personally, it mm-hmm. could be a referral from a trusted referral source. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. No. no, not, not every prospect needs to be one of your clients. No. So,
2: Joel, what do you think your number one key to success is?
0: Mindset, for sure. 100% mindset and then my, my commitment to my dreams. Hmm. That's huge. Huge. Nice. It's the things that drive me.
2: Okay. So I, I have a belief that success is 90% mindset and 10% skill set. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what it is we do. Right. It is really simple to be good at what it is you do. You take on the practical skills, you understand your prospective clients, their needs, their wants, their desires, their problems, right? Then you understand how your product service or solution solves it. Mm -hmm. And then you, you allow yourself to elevate, you know, rise to the top and be that resident expert. Mm -hmm. However, that other 90% is where all of those pitfalls are. <laughs> all true. of those blind spots, the itty bitty shitty committee deploying in your head, that imposter syndrome, the self-sabotage, all mm-hmm. the strategies, the it's procrastination. True. I can go on and on, right? So how do you how do you really focus on? refining and fine-tuning your mindset to drive through all that?
0: It's choice. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many choices that, that I, I make on a daily basis. And some mm-hmm. of the things have become habits. So they're not really choices. It's just like, hey, this is what I'm doing next. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's what I drink and eat or where, you know, where and how often I meditate. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are certain things that I do or what, what I'm spending my time reading and putting in. Mm-hmm. You know, put good stuff in, you can get good stuff out. You put garbage in, you're gonna get garbage out.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I still like to listen to music on on the road when I'm driving, but um you know, more often than not, I'm trying to put good things in no matter where I'm at, mm-hmm. things that are gonna help me
3: mm-hmm.
0: as as I commit to the road ahead mm-hmm. and and take care of the things I need to take care of. Yeah. I, I think that that's huge, too, is making sure that we cut out the things that aren't going to help us, yeah, true. Revenue generating activities, right? Or whatever it is. I mean, any, anything that's going to help you be more productive, I think is, is, is the key and then being consistent about it.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. You know, I tell my clients all the time, you have to do the RPAs during the RPTs, revenue producing activities during revenue producing times, you know, you know, when your prospective client is, is available, Mm-hmm. So what, why would you insanely schedule anything but a revenue producing activity during the revenue producing times? And, you mm-hmm. know, most people who sign up for the entrepreneurial witness protection program <laughs> do their, do their social media posts or their emails or their admin or anything that keeps them from exposing themselves during the most coveted time. And that's the RPTs.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Or they just sit there and wait, wait for the phone to ring, wait for the email box to fill up. Yeah. It's like, it's not going to work. No.
2: So, so you being a CEO today of a financial company and having been a leader in, in direct sales companies, what is it that makes a salesperson a good salesperson?
0: There's got to be desire. you gotta des- be, You got to have a desire to be as good as you can be. Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with a gentleman who runs a marketing agency earlier today. And uh, he's, he's successful. But the, the one thing that we were talking about was um, related to this is that you can't... <laughs> You cannot be everything to everyone.
3: Mm-hmm. And people need
0: to decide who they are. It, am I, am I going to be a good salesperson today? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be a good salesperson this week and this month?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, so there's, there's choices that need to be there. And not everybody's willing to do it. I think no. it's is half the battle. No. There's got to there's be a willingness to be successful. Success, success doesn't just happen. No, there's
2: got to be... A willingness backed by determination, backed by the acceptance that you can't know everything Mm -hmm. and that there's more that you don't know that you don't know. And it's what you don't know that you don't know that's going to be the tidal wave. Correct. And really surrounding yourself in environments to where you can be lifted up, expose those blind spots, learn what it is you don't know that you don't know, and always develop yourself because. Because if you don't develop yourself, then your competition's going to out-communicate you, out-lead you, outsell you, out-represent you, out-market you. And if you're Correct. constantly struggling with that mindset, then you're going to continue to probably make one of the biggest make, m- mistakes that most make, and that's compare yourself to them. Mm. Yeah. You know? yep. So um, I'm curious, what... What advice would you give someone who is struggling, who hasn't, who's either starting out and struggling getting the momentum or has been hit by, you know, the environment of the pandemic
0: Mm. and,
2: and, and is really struggling to get that momentum. What, What advice can you give that person?
0: I'd probably start with don't give up before the miracles happen. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, I'll tell you why, because I think most people give up or they start to transition before they have their, their big wins Yeah, Um, and be willing to pivot, you know, pivot point advantage, right? (laughs) No, be willing to pivot. Uh, We did a lot of that during the pandemic. People either pivoted or they sat still waiting to be told what to do Mm -hmm. in business, in life. You can't wait.
3: No,
0: you become a waiter. One of my one of my uh, mentors used to say that. Yeah, if you wait, you become a waiter.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You, you need know. to take
0: action on the things that you know you need to take action on, and most of it has to do with this. Mm-hmm. It's like if this is a mess, you're going to be in 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 big trouble really fast.
2: Yeah, you know, I I own several businesses, and I deal with an immense amount of entrepreneurs. And I, I remember the second week of March in 2020, when they, they did a federal order to stay safe at home. Mm -hmm. And I watched so many entrepreneurs wave the white flag and put their dreams, their businesses, their, their financial journeys on hold
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and, and and said, you know what, I'll pick this back up when we get to the other side of this. Right,
0: not and happening, is it?
2: <laughs> no, you know, now we're 18 months down the road and, right. and and these people are running out of the federal subsidies. They're, 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 they're running out of, of their nest eggs. And mm-hmm. if there's any advice that that I believe that we can give you is the faster you get going, the faster you focus on what it is you want as opposed to what it is you don't want. The faster you do the work to get your mm-hmm. mind right, right, the faster you'll start seeing and getting the results.
0: Mm-hmm. Can I add to that? Absolutely. One of the things I, I think people need to hear, and, and if, if this is you, if Stacey and I are you know, referencing your situation right now, is you need to remember who you were before mm-hmm. the pandemic. Yep. Remember what you know. Yeah. You need to reapply the things that you're already good at, the tools you already have in your toolbox. You need to get those working for you and expand your network.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Talk to everybody you know. Find find out how you can add value to people because that's going to help you win when we come out the other side of this. Because there are already people that are hustling. Some people never stopped hustling. Yeah. During the pandemic. I mean, Stacey, you and I got to know each other better during the pandemic. We yeah. met before. but we got to know each other a lot better during this time.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Relationships. It's really important. You know, you, you hear this in multiple variations, you know, that were the sum total average of the five people of the five people we spend the most time with, Mm -hmm. you know, really, really look at your center of influence are they visionary communicators
3: mm.
2: or are, are they really looking at the past and complaining about it <laughs> do they have excuses or do they have dreams and ideas do they take action or do they just blow a bunch of smoke and talk about it you know really look at at who you're surrounding yourself with look at their habits look at their, their drive, their dreams, look at what it is they do. Because I mean, reality is if, if you're surrounding yourself with, with people who dish out excuses, well, you might wanna play, you might wanna record yourself when you talk mm. and, then, and then really take a yep. look at how many excuses you deliver,
0: mm-hmm. right? Right, right. It's, it's interesting. Um, most of us know the analogy of the crabs in the bucket.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, one when, when crab tries to get out, they all pull them back in. And, and many of us have come from families like that mm-hmm. where we're just not getting a lot of support on the home front. Um, but I kind of flipped this analogy yesterday for myself because um, I thought crabs are cool. <laughs> they have got <laughs> claws and they're armored. <laughs> so be, be that crab that is, is not resigned to remain in the bucket. And don't let anybody tell you you can't do something Mm -hmm. or you aren't something that you see yourself as.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I saw a metaphor the other day. Uh, It's a meme that's flying around social media. And it was about a mouse that found this bucket of grain and just felt that it had won the lottery and it was sitting on top of the grain and it knew it could eat forever. And it kept eating eating and eating and eating and eating until it found itself at the bottom of the bucket with no food and then it couldn't get out of the bucket because the bucket was too high and the moral of the metaphor you know because now that mouse has to sit there and wait for someone else to put food in the bucket so the moral of the metaphor was never get comfortable always know that the only person that can ever feed you is you and if you put yourself in a situation where you have to wait for someone else to take care of you it might be too late. Mm. So it was a beautiful metaphor. So you, uh, you keep bringing up mentoring. So let's talk about how coaching and mentoring
0: has really helped you in your journey to success.
3: Mm.
0: I've had good mentors and I won't call them bad mentors, but mentors that weren't quite as helpful for me. Mm -hmm. Then the, the interesting thing about people in your care is everybody requires a different type of care.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I guess, you know, there are prodigies or people that we're, we're working that are in our care that maybe are very independent and they just, they check in periodically because they have a question.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But then there are other people who kind of want you to be there, like holding their hand every step of the way. Yeah. And for me, I've, I've always kind of gravitated toward the first type of mentor where I, I just, want to get some advice
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know I'm, I'm willing to get to work i'm willing to work hard do the work whatever it is but i want to i want to have somebody who's a good sounding board
3: mm-hmm. and i
0: think one of the things that's been a challenge for me in my new role is i haven't had it really easy finding mentors and but the great thing about this is i i kind of hit the jackpot over the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. <laughs> in that department
2: mm-hmm. nice so Nice. I,
0: I, I think you, you got to not just be hungry about the hustle and hungry about money. You should be mm-hmm. hungry about growth. And there are different ways to grow. You can grow on your own with, with the right materials. But I, I think that having somebody in your life that won't BS you mm-hmm. and, and will also kind of give you that advice when needed, I think is invaluable. Mm-hmm.
2: I think that... That in order to be successful, we have to have a potpourri of of a development strategy. I like that. I think I think first we have that that self-development mode. That self-development mode could be reading, podcasts, YouTube. It could be downloadable home study courses or at your own pace courses. And then the other sector is the the online, you know, the, the, the digital trainings and courses mm-hmm. and, and then, and then, and the, the live trainings, you know, something that's facilitated by an expert.
3: Mm-hmm. So I
2: think that's the second. And then the third is that, that coaching slash mastermind arm. And, and, you know, whether it's in a group or individual, there's no right or wrong, you know, you know, in, in some aspects, groups are very powerful because then you get that diversification of thoughts.
0: Right, and cohort.
2: Yeah, and, and accountability, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then from the perspective of the individual, you get that mono a mono. you get that focus. Now, it's really important to understand a coach will never tell you, should never tell you what to do. You know, a coach's job is to extract that excellence. That's what a coach's job is, right? And, you know, they're they're there, they see, they're not in the day-to-day minutia. So because mm. of that, they can see the all perspectives from your perspective. However, they can see the blind spots.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And a coach's job, a mentor's job is to extract you know, and that's, that's where true success happens. I have, I have a coach for every area of my life. Mm. And, and yeah. I, for me, you know, I, I have, I have a coach that really calls me on my shit, <laughs> And I'm in, Good. I'm in a couple group events. I'm in a lot of one-on-one events. I, 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 I make sure that in order to represent excellence, I surround myself with excellence. Mm,
0: I can relate and, with that.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it's for me, I have to tell you for every dollar I've invested in myself, it's paid me back tenfold. And I, I can never understand why people convince themselves they can't or they mm. shouldn't or they can't afford it.
0: Right. Right. Because if
2: you're in a position where you can't afford it, then I'm going to tell you you're in a position where you need to figure out. You
0: need how it. To it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Yeah. I, uh, I had opportunity to go to this junket, we'll call it that, in New Orleans a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And that was a point in my business when I was having some struggles.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I could have just said, oh, OK, well, I can't afford to go. Mm. I flipped it. I said, how can I afford to go? How can I make this happen? And I got on a train. I got in a bus. (laughs) I did whatever I had to do to get there.
2: Yeah.
0: And I'm really glad that I did because I heard a speaker there named Scott Harrison. Do you know who that is? Mm -mm. Scott started an organization called Charity Water and he has a Mm -hmm. book called Thirst. Mm-hmm. and um he's 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 from he's cut from our stock he's an entrepreneur he used mm-hmm. to be a club promoter dj that kind of thing musician um entrepreneur but he what he did with charity waters he set up a part of charity water where every dollar you give to charity water goes to the projects to bring clean water to the emerging world
3: oh, and wow. then he
0: has a separate business plan for outside sponsors to pay for the overhead Oh, wow. Where where a lot of charities, like a certain percentage goes to overhead, every dollar, every penny goes to the good work they do. I like that I didn't give up on committing to going to that event in New Orleans because I wouldn't have seen him. I probably wouldn't know who he is. Hmm. And he's been instrumental in just kind of, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say he's a hero (laughs) to me. He's a hero to lots of people everywhere. Right. But um I introduced his story to a lot of people because I heard it there.
2: Mm, nice. So Joel, welcome to the signature question of the show. And that is what is selling without selling mean to you?
0: Mm. If I feel like I'm selling, <laughs> I'm doing something wrong. Right. I, I try to educate everybody I come in contact with um, so that they can make informed decisions on their own. And mm-hmm. then they tell me what they want. Nice, nice. So I, w- I wouldn't say it's Jedi mind tricks, but <laughs> it's, it's it's helping people understand what it is they need and then helping them get that.
2: Well, reality is it's it may not be a Jedi mind trick. However, it is a science mm-hmm. because if Definitely. you're yeah if if your mindset isn't tight if your mindset is is focused on on what it is you need as a, as opposed to what it is they need then that salesy thing is mm-hmm. going to come out it's going to come out in a lot of ways desperation or arrogance mm-hmm. or or naiveness or unprofessional or i can go on and on mm-hmm. right
0: yeah so Uh, I've heard, I've heard that the term closing is helping.
2: Yeah. Closing is serving. I I think
0: the word close or closing um, is, is a, is a negative term for a lot of people in, in business. And I, I I don't think it should be because if we're closing, we're helping see
2: i have a belief that that when we close we're closing down their problems that's closing down
0: the problem i like that yeah
2: Yeah. so you know it's it's funny because sometimes i ask our our guests what's the difference between selling and closing to you Mm -hmm. and uh we get in a pretty deep conversation about it and for me closing is just all about just closing down the problem that's Mm -hmm. it that's it so so welcome to the random realm. See, I believe that success leaves clues. And I like to ask a question to our expert guests so that our listeners can determine uh, anything that, that they can apply to self to elevate their life. So I'm curious, what is your favorite book and why?
0: It used to be Victor Frankl's book, Man, Search... For meaning. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not that anymore. (laughs) I do like that book and I like his story Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, he, people aren't familiar with Viktor Frankl. He was in the Nazi prison camps in World War II. He found meaning for his life in a prison camp Mm -hmm. um, by helping others. Again, he was a servant leader. My most recent book that I, that I've really liked has been um, Crypto Revolution. By mm-hmm. Bryce Paul and Aaron Malone, also known as Pizza Mind. <laughs> and I like, I like that book a lot because it was, it was the last book I read before I started my new journey with Centric.
2: Wow, that's phenomenal. I like that. Yeah. So one more question. Yep. What, what does your morning ritual look like?
0: I'm up by about five o'clock every mm-hmm. day, mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes earlier, sometimes mm-hmm. slightly later. Mm-hmm. But very rarely do I uh, do I sleep in past six. Um, and so I, I get up, I get up fairly early. Um, I, I take care of the things I need to take care of, mm-hmm. leave the things behind that I need to leave behind air quotes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I, I spend some time in prayer, meditating. I do a little bit of reading, very little reading. Um, and then I hydrate, I hydrate mm-hmm. big time. No, nice. I, I think most humans are dehydrated, and that's yes. we, we think we're hungry when we're really just dehydrated.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And, and then I'm, I'm off to the races. I, I normally have meetings starting by eight o'clock every day.
2: Yeah, because you do a lot of your work in Europe, right?
0: Correct. And the East Coast, and mm-hmm. the East Coast is three hours ahead of me. I'm in, uh, just outside of Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So but yeah, with with the people that are in Europe, and then the people I have on the other side of the planet in Australia and Indonesia Mm -hmm. and Singapore and places like that, they're uh, about a half a day to a day ahead. Yeah. And so yeah, so so um, I, I think I think at the end of the day, just being willing to connect with all of my people, wherever they're at. I think is, Mm -hmm. is, is significant, but that's, that's like most of my day is meetings. But then I, 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 like, I was on an AMA earlier today before getting on your program um, Mm -hmm. with my COO. And so we had almost 200 people there, virtual Mm -hmm. asking questions, just kind of, you know, there were a lot of investors, I'm sure on, on the call, you know, based on their questions, but just people who are interested in what we're doing. So Mm -hmm. we try to do that periodically. And then, you know, we're, we're always spending time on education and building partnerships. Mm -hmm. So the partnerships pieces probably dominates most of my time. Gotcha. Partnerships and advisory.
2: Mm -hmm. So, so with you operating across the globe with Mm -hmm. international time zones, how do you maintain that work-life harmony? Because you have kids. I do. and, And you have a
0: wife. And I'm married. Yes. yes, that's true. It's interesting. I got a text earlier. I'm sure my lovely wife won't mind me sharing this. <laughs> um, I was restructuring my schedule so that I could do a bicoastal meeting in the car to take my 16-year-old to orthodontist.
3: Hmm.
0: And that was going to be middle of this afternoon, sometime after we're done. hmm I got a text a little bit before you and I hopped on and she said she was taking him to the orthodontist. Hmm. So I think, I think having balance on the home front is huge and yeah. you're going to have an understanding. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we work together. We're not just parenting buddies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're also partners. Yeah. But um, I mean, she understands what I contend with. Okay. Um, and in um, his understanding, but I, I work very long days.
2: Yeah, you do. And you know, support, days.
0: Most of the time I'm I, I, when I'm up when it's dark and I'm normally home when it's dark. Yeah, <laughs>
2: support, support at home, support with our families, support mm-hmm. with our significant other, support from our kids and an understanding is, is highly important. Mm-hmm. And the reverse of that is mutually mm-hmm. respecting right. them as well and Correct. being present being present when they need or want Mm -hmm. or desire your attention. Right.
0: Right. Well, like, I think I shared over the weekend, I took my 10 year old Mm -hmm. on, on a on a trip with me. Yeah. It would have been much easier for me to go on that trip by myself. Yeah. Yeah. But he came along. He'd never been on a jet before. Wow. So he, he just loved the whole journey and got him, got a cool car that we rented at the airport on the other side. So he had, he had a lot of fun, Mm -hmm. but I, I think, taking our kids along on the journey, I think is huge. We shouldn't miss those opportunities. And I know I have in the past, but mm-hmm. every opportunity I have to be with my kids, um, you know, m- no matter where it's at, especially yeah. the weekends, the weekends, I, I kind of have carved out for us, although mm-hmm. we, we are understanding, <laughs> yep. especially yeah. because my the other side of the world starts when we're on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. So just you kind know. of being aware of those things, I I, I think I, I I always say I don't have a day off. I just I choose to be on and off at different times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm always ready to serve. But I love my family and I I do what I have to do. Great. I I, I don't I don't have time
2: off. Yeah. <laughs> <No.
3: laughs>
2: well, you, just you're just on. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you really need to manage that self care because you've got one machine to drive your success. And and that's that's why the
0: morning is so significant.
2: Yep. It's critical. It's critical. Absolutely. Joel, it's been phenomenal speaking with you today. I really appreciate you coming on the show. If our listeners want to find you, reach out to you, connect with you, follow you, how can they?
0: The best way to connect with me is on Twitter. Uh, My Twitter handle is at RealClelland. Uh, or at Real Cleveland, depending on how you pronounce it. Uh, at Realcleland, on Twitter, I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm not difficult to find. I okay. do have a presence on some of the other platforms, but I don't use them as much.
2: That's fantastic. Thank you. Your success is important to me, and it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you. I would love for you to do a few things right now. I'd love for you to hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. That's hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Second, I'd love it if you'd head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. That's head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. We have an immense amount of interaction on both platforms. We also share different information on both platforms. So we look forward to seeing you there. Last and definitely not least, I love to chat with you, give feedback on the episodes, and find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this podcast more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success you've always dreamed of, desired, and deserved. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacey. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacey. Let's get a 15-minute call on the schedule. I look forward to getting to know you